Hello, and welcome to the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading and Brian McAvoy, where the focus is on consistency, because when you have the consistent part down, profits become easy. Hello, everybody. This is Brian McAvoy with a new episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. I'm excited today to be interviewing Saul Lukir, CEO and Senior Portfolio Manager at TheFibers.com. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Brian, for the invitation. Excited to be here. Yeah, indeed. Glad to have you here, man. Uh, for those who are not, for those of you that are not already familiar with Saul, he's a talented forex trader with years of experience over over ten years. Uh, he lectures in many recognized forums such as Investing.com and FX Street. Uh, he also manages funds for international proprietary forex funds as well as his personal accounts. And I, I like how you got this on your site. This guy eats pips for breakfast. So. <laughs> Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, again, yeah. thanks for being here today, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, so so you've been trading. For, uh, you said it's actually over ten years, like about like twelve, thirteen years. You said. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. I, yeah, I, I met trading. I you know met this opportunity of making a side income uh, with trading in two thousand and ten, and then right. since then till today, been trading. Nice. Well, yeah. so what were you doing before trading? Um, I was I was studying and I was doing you know I was working uh, in a hotel in the reception so I was doing like night shifts uh, shifts and I was looking for an extra income and then I came out with the with some ads from brokers you know um, I don't think it's legal anymore but you know just invest one hundred dollars and <laughs> use leverage to <laughs> to create an income and and all of that I didn't understand a word. And it took me like a two-year process in order to make it, you know, to finally understand what it's trading about. There wasn't the amount of information available today back in the, back then. Right. So it took me like a two years um, to actually make it and understand what I was doing. I had to make it, you know, like consistently. So since then, I've been, you know, making training one of my main sources of income. So, Well, so you said you were studying. What, what were you studying? Um, um, you know, courses. My, my degree was in in education. Okay. Um, and I did like some some courses and yeah, like courses in in finances, of course. And um, yeah, that was. Well, so that that was that was your intended degree was education, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. What before you found trading? So when you started into school, what was what did you envision for yourself? You know, going you know starting school, learning you know getting your education degree. What what did you originally intend to be doing after school? Yeah. So my my two passions were finances and education. So I thought maybe I would I would teach you know finances or you know like um um yeah like. You know Robert Kiyosaki tricks, oh, like, yeah. like personal finances and that kind of uh, of of, um, of uh, topics. But then you know, I never, I never did that. So I once, I, I, once I, I discovered trading, and that was like a, that was like mind blowing for me. So right. yeah, never taught. Oh, very cool, very cool. Well, now of course with trading. Um, so you so you you got pulled into through through some ads with brokers, um, uh, and you've been uh, but you've been in trading pretty much ever since then, all right? Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, now before you started at uh, the fibers, um, 
you were with, uh, were you trained by yourself or were you, no, you were a funded trader with Apiary funds, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have some losses and finally I came up with this company, the U S company. I don't, I don't know if they're around uh, anymore, the Apiary fund. Mm -hmm. So they used to teach you how to trade. And then once you pass um, a certain amount of assessments and, and courses, then you would apply to become a funder trader by them, and that what you know that makes sense. That makes sense for me because they it wasn't their best best interest to teach me how to trade properly because I will be managing their you know their capital afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's how I learned how to trade, and uh, and then I got funded by them. I you know I started managing their their capital, and I also opened like personal accounts. Um, later on. I raised capital from investors and family and friends. And that's how I grew my portfolio a little bit, you know, with different accounts. Um, and and then years after I, you know, I met the Fibers, the company. I, I didn't found the, the the company. It was founded by by Gil right. Ben Hur in 2016. And then I joined in two in 2020. I joined the company. And uh, I grew inside the company and today I run you know, the, the operations. Yeah. Run yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, well, so as far as, you know, what you guys have going on at the, at the fibers, the one thing I like on your site, you know, you got, uh, entire sections in, in you know, in your navigation, uh, you got one devoted to strategy and one to psychology, which of course yeah. are both important. Yeah. What's your personal opinion as far as which is the more important though? Um, I think, it's not the strategy <laughs> for that's for sure i think there's a lot of strategies and many many strategies have the potential to be profitable strategies it's just who's who's the driver right it's not the car it's not about the car it's about the driver so who's applying that strategy so i think uh, it's relatively simple to find a strategy then it's a more complex process into adapting that strategy to yourself, to your reality and your own situation. You know, where do you live? What's your, um, you know, risk appetite and what's your time availability and all of that. Like really, you know, tweaking the strategy to tune it into yourself. Um, and then there's the risk management and the psychology aspect, which is the most, most important because that's when, you know, if you don't have a proper risk management, it will be very, very hard to, you know, manage your emotions. And without management, you know, ma managing your emotions will be very, very hard to avoid, you know, lar large losses and avoid over trading and over leverage and all of that. So, so I, I would say strategy is the least important and then risk management and psychology, they really come like together being the, the most important aspect of, of trading. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I would agree with your strategy. Some people, you know, they, they, they think strategy is like, that's where to focus all the time. And it's like, nah, it's not at the top of the list really. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> now, speaking of risk management, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I saw that what was a couple months ago uh, that you did a, a demonstration uh, live as far as um, basically saying, you know, that risk management really is the most important thing. And so you were entering trades randomly uh, just to prove that, yeah, you know, through risk management, you, you would be profitable. So, um, you know, how, how long did you run that? And can you share some of the, you know, what, what you did with that and some of the insights that you gained? You've been spying, Brian. <laughs> You've been following. 
um, yeah, so I think if we're speaking about the same exercise I did, mm -hmm. um, that was based on the hypothesis that trade management and risk management is more important than the strategy or the direction you pick on in the market. So basically, um, you know, two profitable traders, they can trade the same asset, different directions, and they can make money. So like two, two, you know, um, yeah, advanced traders. Um, so, so that's what I attempted to do. So what, what I think on, on, on risk management and trade management is that we need to start small, our positions. Okay. Well, we need to build a position. We shouldn't be allocating too much in one single entry in the market, but we need to build our position slowly, which is, you know, kind of similar to what institutional traders do. They need to push a lot of, you know, billions of dollars in the market and they don't do it in one trade. They need to, you know, build their, their orders in the market. So it's a kind of, kind of the same exercise, but in the retail, you know, as in a, in a retail approach. Mm -hmm. So, so the idea is to, through risk active management of the trade, you know, scaling into the trade, scaling out of the trade, you can come up, you know, on top and profitable besides the direction you pick in the market. So that was like kind of the exercise. And, it, you know, every time I've done it, I've, I think has been has been successful. But if you if you just start into trading it can be a bit complex and overwhelming. But um, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, it, it can be an interesting exercise. I, I had to ask, though, because I've run across other traders, uh, one, one of them I worked with years ago. And it was funny because, I mean, yeah, he was the same thing. It, it's like the entry really doesn't matter. He's like, everybody just focuses, you know, got to get that perfect entry. And it's like, yeah, no, he says the, the, the trade management's where it's at. And so, yeah, he, he had a, a totally random entry system. He, he had everything down on a piece of paper as far as the different markets he could enter. And he would take his finger and he would go, boom, that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to trade. He'd flip a coin to say that's the direction I think the market's going to go. And he would enter the trade. Yeah. And it was cool because we we got him profitable as far as laying out, you know, detailing a system and, and, and being able to get the consistent execution. That was, well, that was, see, that was the other thing though, is you can do it, but it, with any, any strategy, it's in the consistent execution of it. Correct. So, but yeah, it, it, and like I said, his whole point was the, the entry doesn't matter. And I thought that was so cool. And when I saw you did that, I had to ask you about it. So, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. um, well, so having been at this for a while and you worked with the Perry firm uh, uh, funds and you've also been with the Fires for a little bit, um, you know, you've had a, a decent amount of experience in the trading world. Uh, you, you, you write, uh, you, you post blogs and articles, right? Yeah. Um, less these days, a bit less, but back in the day, I used to write a lot and do a lot of webinars and yeah. Well, uh, you ever thought about writing a book? If if you were to write a book, what would you write about? Um, you you know I'm I'm not sure because I I started you know writing one uh, a couple of years ago like started with my own you know my my own story you know how did I started and the lessons since then and um, and then at the end I don't think I have new things to to say that's not written somewhere you know I, I haven't invented something new in the in, in trading it just it just being disciplined and following certain models of risk management and psychology and focusing on certain things but it's not like 
it's not like it's, it's something new or it's like a, something I created. You know what I mean? So, so I, I don't know. I said myself, okay, let's pause it right there. Maybe in the future I'll have a, a, a different, you know, side of things and I'll come back into that. But that's what I stopped it back then. I think probably today being in the funding side, so already being a retail trader and also now managing a fund, now I have some insights that all retail traders and maybe educators, they don't have. I have like a different perspective of yeah. what, you know, how traders behave, for example, or what's a different kind of trading. Because now we do a lot of, you know, I do my own personal retail trading, mm -hmm. but sometimes we need to do like speculative nostro trading, you know, in the firm. And sometimes we need to make hedging trading just to, you know, hedge the exposure of the firm. So now I've been exposing to different aspects of trading that I wasn't, you know, exposed when I was just retail trading. Mm. So today I might have something to, you know, to some value to give today. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. actually that would be, um, excellent, and particularly being on both sides of the funded trading, um, you probably already have some, yeah, very useful insights because, you know, prop trading, it's been around for a while and yeah. only gotten recently really popular though. Correct. And so there are a lot of people entering the space. So your experience and, and, and perspectives uh, from different viewpoints within the space, yeah, would probably be very helpful. Um, yeah. I know, I know there's some traders, you know, they, they view the, the funded, uh, or, you know, the prop, prop firms as just a, a bunch of sharks, you know, the, yeah, they're just looking to churn and burn everybody, not really caring. And it's like, well, no, no. Right. Um, um, so yeah, being able to uh, shed some different light on things and particularly um, because I, I know a couple other guys that, that run uh, funded firms, you know, prop firms. And I've learned a lot in, in talking with them just because when you're on the other side of it, you have a different perspective. I mean, some, some do run it like a casino where it's like, don't care. It's just a numbers yep. game. Others, you got a whole different perspective on it. So we'll, we'll circle back to this. But um, yeah, I think that would be really worthwhile as far as, you know, when you, when you do want to write a book. Yeah, that would be a really a, a good one to put out there and, and very timely because um, just because of the, you know, the way the trading space has changed over the last few years. Correct. Right along with that, uh, the other thing that, of course, is a topic of conversation, uh, especially over this last year, is AI. And, uh, you know, you're also pretty, you've had some good, good exposure to algorithmic trading, right? Yeah, not myself, but uh, I, I, I've never run algorithmic trading or something. Okay. Yeah, but there are traders within the fund that okay. use it. Yeah. Well. So where do you where do you see AI? You know, what do you see as its place in the trading space uh, as things move forward? Is it going to be where people are just having their AI trade for them, or is it going to be like AI assisted human trading, or or that um, you know not at all? Still most yeah. I think it's going to be you know, it's a there's a phrase about AI that AI will not um, change people or not. Um, substitute people but it will you know people using ai will substitute people not using ai so probably with trading it's going to happen something similar uh, so because I, I think ai will be able to give especially you know the, the one that's connected you know the, the latest versions of ai that's connected already to what's going on in the market right now 
uh, can give you a lot of insights of you know market sentiments and forecasts and all of that and traders may use that into you know their trading activity mm -hmm. in terms of ai taking trades and being profitable over time i don't know uh, you know I, eventually it might come um i don't know how soon uh, to to be fair i haven't seen i've seen some demonstrations and it's not there and it's not even close you know it's the same same um, challenges every algorithmic trading you know trading uh, uh, faces the fact that the market changes you know and it turns from ranging to you know to to trending to low volatile to high volatile and i don't know if ai is you know the the AI will need to be able to adapt fast enough in order to not lose money and know when to you know switch from strategy to strategy mm -hmm. when the market context changes. So once that in that's in place, there might be some opportunities there for AI, you know, making trades. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Um, well, now switching back to the five percenters and, and your site there. Um yeah. Uh, I, I know one of the things that you focus on a lot there, or, and especially uh, you know, going back just a little bit, um, you know, you guys have, have made it a, a big, uh, a big focus to you know really help traders succeed, uh, right. provide the community and everything there, um, and like even in your, um, you know, like your yearly recaps, which I think is very cool that you guys publish that on your site, uh, is yeah. yearly recaps. So. Um, now, one thing that you that you had done that I wanted to ask you about, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, you said um, in your 2022 recap, you said we had a very exciting year in the fi the, the fibers, uh, but we had a and we had a very successful and we had very successful projects through the year. We started the year with a new program, which was the freestyle, where we attempted to measure traders by performance factors, not by profit and loss. Correct. Just being a good experiment. However, we needed to pause it because we figured out that we were funding the wrong traders. <laughs> Some traders. We're using factors differently than we thought so. So I, I, when I read that, I was like, yeah, I got to ask about that. So what kind of performance factors were you looking at? And, and why do you see, you know, why did why did the things go the way they did, do you think? Yeah. So that was a, a pretty cool program, mm -hmm. um, which I think if we were about to launch it again, we would succeed this time. You know, we, we would have to, you know, to think about it because we learned a lot that we didn't know when we, when we launched it. But the idea was to basically to measure um, how deep is the drawdown that a that a trader goes in the in the account in order to make a certain amount of of profit. So if he's making a, and, and we call it a, the performance factor or something like that. So if if a trader is going into a drawdown of let's say ten percent, we expect from him to make at least twenty percent or thirty percent on the account. Yeah. So, so, so that's that's the the ratio between drawdown in the account and the profit he's you know capable capable to to make. So that was the way that that was the way to we we perceive the, the 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 account. The challenge was you know and traders always do they always trying to bypass the rules and the parameters and everything. Mm -hmm. um, that first there wasn't a maximum loss at any point, uh, which was a mistake. And the second one, um, that traders were, you know, placing small, like tiny, tiny, tiny trades, you know, micro lots. Right. So the drawdown was minimal. 
and then a, a tiny profit in percentage in percentage percentage wise would be enough in order to be considered as the ratio we're looking for. So, <laughs> so, so, so that you know, you, you would see a lot of traders trading micro lots, micro lots, micro lots, micro lots, and then once funded, they will open one hundred lots, you know, yeah. and just blow the account, and um, <laughs> and, and we will cover all those losses. So we just said it. Okay, we need to we need to stop this. You know, we carry on. We, there's still traders with those accounts because we didn't we didn't stop those who register. We just close the registration. Um, and so we we will have to figure out figure out how to you know close those gaps, and then we could relaunch that. But it was a it was a good good attempt. We just didn't know things we know today. Okay, well, so how's that different? You said you're you're measuring traders by performance factor, so it's like the ratio. Yeah, that ratio that I'm, um, and not by profit and loss. So. Right. Um, I mean, because because most prop firms, you know, they say, yeah, you know, these are these are your goals. We want you to hit in terms of dollars or percent of the yeah. account. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, you've got a, a you know a, a maximum drawdown. Now, do you guys uh, use a fixed drawdown where it's like just uh, you know wherever wherever you're starting, you can only go below a certain level, or do you use more what's effectively like a trailing drawdown? No, we don't have a, a trailing drawdown. So if you have like a 10% max drawdown, it stays there. If you grow, you can, you know, the maximum loss is still below the initial balance. So oh, okay. it's like a yeah, balance-based drawdown. Oh. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um now, so what what goals did you have set out for 2023? How had 2023 go as far as you know uh, initiatives that you had for this last year? Yeah, it it, it this was a was a great year. You know, we First, we introduced the two-step program, which is a very popular program in the industry, and we didn't offer it. We used to offer the one-step program, which is you know our flagship um, program, and we run with it uh, many, many years, but there was a massive demand for the two-step program. So we introduced that. Um, so that was you know um, very well received. And then we launched our you know stocks. A brand which is Trader Pool. I, I believe you you had a conversation with um, with Michael who runs yeah, the Katz, yeah. Trader Pool. Yeah, Michael Katz. Mm -hmm. So we introduced that as well. And uh, then, of course, there was a lot of infrastructure uh, work in order to make that all of that happen. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, there was a huge amount of companies, you know, coming into the industry. And not long ago, a couple of months ago, there was the shutdown of one of the largest ones. I don't know if you were yeah. um, aware of that, but one of the largest companies was closed by the CFTC. And of course, many traders came to us and discovered us. And we've been investing, you know, a lot, a lot of this year. We invested a lot of in our traders, you know, a lot in, in terms of, you know, I, I see our risk department as a service to our traders because we, if we have a, a strong risk department, we can allow our traders to do more things. Okay, we can be, uh, you know, we can we can work better and we can allow them, you know, better conditions. Mm -hmm. um, so we introduce a new assets and we we you know we we develop some uh, resources for them and we invested a lot in our, in our community. So our community is a place where there's no external you know traders. You have to be active with us and there's a community manager there and we do like daily calls with them. So we really try to, you know, the traders who want to, you know, to to get it, but we offer a lot of value and resources in order to try to make our traders better. 
because at the end of the day they will be managing our capital so right. so that's what we that what we did this year ah, very cool now just uh so for for those listeners who aren't, aren't familiar with prop firms you said yep. one step versus a two-step program what what's the difference no. so basically is you know the amount of challenges you have to complete in order you know before you get funded so we used to work with a one-step program but the one-step programs um although they have a you know they have a, a higher um, success rate or passing rate and which is what we uh, it's my 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 favorite one but it's also a more expensive program um so the two-step program is a bit uh, difficult um to pass or it's more difficult to pass that once the program but it's more affordable so a lot of traders prefer to go into the two-step program to put that effort in um and then they can you know it's more it's more affordable and then the accounts they start working with are larger than in the one-step program so that's pretty much the the difference like the one-step program is um um easier to pass let's call it that way but it's more expensive and you start working in smaller accounts and in the super two-step program you work harder but the reward is also high uh, higher okay so what what are the different steps you said um, one step and two step what, what or, or is it just levels yeah levels so in the one step program you you know you, you need to hit like 10 percent target and that's it you're funded in the two-step program you need to hit eight percent one time and then five percent the second time and then you're funded okay okay so, so it's it. it's like one qualification versus two qualifications correct okay all right yeah huh very cool well and thanks for clarifying that now um so that's what you've had going on what, what do you have uh on the on the slate as far as uh, things you want to get going in 2024 yeah i, I don't i i can't uh, you know disclose everything but uh, we're going uh, deeper into education okay so we really want to build like um, an education sphere or something you know to because a lot of traders request or ask us you know mm -hmm. we, we're not in the education business you know and we're not doing that currently and a lot of our educators or our traders are seeking for education mm -hmm. so and, and we do not provide that so we send them to our partners we call it so we'll start putting like courses from our partners and some of courses, you know, from ourselves in one place, in one hub. So traders seeking for education can have all that education that we trust in one place. Because, you know, you go into YouTube and you, you know, maybe <laughs> you're aware of that, Brian, but you will see, oh, yeah. you know, Lamborghinis flying and, and, and you know, and it, it's hard to, you know, it's very overwhelming and confusing and you don't know where to start. So we're going to put all the education in one place uh, for our traders. Right. And the second one, we're going into more like uh, also, you know, um, gaming and competitions. And we're going to start running like, um, uh, yeah, like fun things like competitions, you know, trading competitions and all, all kind of, yeah, that kind of um of uh, things in order to bring like more traders into the company to you know to to discover us to find about us yeah very cool yeah um yeah i'm curious to to hear you say or I'm, I'm, i it's exciting to hear you say the the competitions um yeah. the, the popularity of the competitions kind of comes and goes but they're they're a lot of fun uh yeah they're fun 
just seeing the, the different uh, methods that get popular and are, are successful. Um, no, I, I know uh, several years ago, uh, during one of the spells when they were pretty popular, um, it seemed like uh, the, the zigzag patterns would, I mean, that was just, that's what all the winners were using. And, and they were just, it was crazy, crazy su successful. And then it was a little shift away from it. And, you know, of course there's a few other things that are, you know, getting pop gaining popularity now, but yeah, as far as like with AI and everything, we'll see, we'll see if the AI can help come up with some new, new strategies yeah, we'll to make it work. Um, very cool. Well, uh, now one thing I got to ask, just because this is the consistent profits podcast, um, what do you see as probably the primary obstacle or, or mistakes that traders make that keep them from realizing consistent profits? Um, I would okay. There's several. Oh, okay. There's several factors. Mm -hmm. First, traders come with the wrong expectations to the market. You no, know, with unrealistic expectation of what's doable. Okay, so I think once you with the wrong expectation. I think that's like the root. And then the symptom is, you know, over leveraging, over lot sizing and all of that, that, you know, tends to blow the accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something I, you know, I, I, I talk a lot in, you know, you know, in, in the office, I study a lot our higher funded traders, you know, we can offer our, our traders can grow into millions of trader of, of, of dollars under management. Mm -hmm. And I tend to, you know, it's like, a, you know, you have fewer and fewer managing larger accounts. So, mm -hmm. so I, I tend to go in a closer relationship with those traders. So I talk to them and I learn them and I, you know, because we want to be very, very careful with what are they doing because they're managing a lot of, you know, a lot of capital for us. Mm -hmm. um, and when you talk to them, you find out they all do different things. They trade from different places in the world. They trade different strategies and different approaches into the market, but they they do things. You know, they they have set certain patterns that are very very simple, but many traders or most traders are not doing those simple things. Oh, yeah. um, so so one one of them, for example, is mastering what they do. You know, if you talk to these traders, they know inside out. Inside, like your inside out trading. Okay, they know inside out what they do, so they know exactly when they should be trading, when shouldn't be trading, um, how much risk to take, what's an A pattern, what's a B pattern, a high quality setup, a low quality setup. Um, I mean everything. You know the the time they should be trading. Um, so so you just realize they master one strategy or different strategies but they master what they do mm -hmm. and and that's very very important because traders you know a lot of our traders they don't understand as deep what are they doing or when should not be trading or they start looking for different strategies and and then you see under you know they have different accounts with us that they haven't been successful with those accounts and you see each strategy or each account with a completely different behavior in it okay different trades different lot size so you see how inconsistent they are. So yeah. our, you know, our best traders master what they do. Yeah. Our best traders journalize, you know, they record, you know, they really keep track of what they do, of the trades, of themselves. And then that process of journalizing everything, they give them a lot. It's like a mirror, you know, it's like a, like, yeah, really like a mirror of what you do, of how you're trading, how you're doing yourself as well. So they do a lot of things. 
Yeah. Of course, they deal with losses. They know when to take those losses. They work with stop loss. So it's not something, you know, that this is not new to anyone, but it's just these guys are doing this in a disciplined way um, consistently. And most of other traders are just trying to, you know, make, you know, one home run instead of many singles, you know, if we go into into baseball. So so that's that's the difference. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you bring bring up the uh, the the whole mastering thing because one one drum I've been thumping for years is, and uh, like you said, it's expectations. So many people look at trading and it's like, oh, easy, I can do that, and it's like, no, this is a game of skill. Yep. And with a lot of the prop firms, especially when I hear somebody you know bashing prop firms saying, oh, you know, they're just looking to rip everybody off. It's like, no. All they ask is really what any trader should be asking of themselves anyway, and that is show up demonstrating that you can make money trading. That's all mm -hmm. they're asking for. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, show up. And if you've got the skills, cool. They'll give you the funds to trade. But if you don't have the skills, it ain't going to work. Right. And so, yeah, it's a game. It, it is totally a skill-based a, a, a skill occupation. It's performance-based. Performance-based. And so, yeah, if, you, if you're showing up and you've got the skill, you've got that level of competence and expertise or mastery like you're talking about, yeah, trading. Well, the other thing, speaking of psychology, one of the other things that's a favorite of mine is, you know, a lot of people say, you know, trading so emotional and everything. And it's like, no, trading, when you reach that level of competence and mastery, it's no different than any other job. Right. You show up and, you know, some days are better than others. You yep. enjoy the, you know, you enjoy the good days, bad days. It's like okay, but nothing wrecks your life. It's emotionally no different than any other job because you know what you're doing. Correct. And so, yeah, the the focus on that hitting that level of mastery and mastering what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you on that. So very. You know, you know what's the challenge, Brian? That yeah. process is a long process. You know, that in order, you know, like professional athletes and 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 master. You know, it it takes. In my, you know, it takes years. In in my experience, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like you can become a trading master in, I don't know, in a couple of months. In my experience, it takes a year in order to, to, to get to that level. And most traders, at least most of the traders that come into us, um, they're not willing to go into that process. They just want like the, the shortcut into the success. So that's why they come and they try to make, you know, one high, you know, one good trade over leverage, try to make money, and that's it. They don't want to go into that process of mastering, which would be much more rewarding in the long term than trying to, you know, make it once. Oh yeah. Well, the flip side of that, um, one one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn. He said he's he says, "Don't wish that it were easier. Wish that you were better." Yeah. And the cool thing about it is, like you're talking about, yeah, you put in the time, you focus on mastering it, things get easier. It just everything gets easier as you skill up, things get easier. So if you want the easy button, skill up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah very cool. Very cool. So when somebody when somebody comes to the to the fibers, um yeah. so what what usually is like the process that people go through when it when it comes to you? What's what's the experience like? Um, you know, we have thousands of traders and thousands of experience. Um but you asking for those who make it or those who fail or or what? Maybe no, for for like our listeners today, if they're curious to you know what what it's like to come work with you, yeah, um, you know what what's the so, process like coming on board and and getting started with you and and all that? 
first, I, I truly believe it's a it's an incredible opportunity. You know, Brian, when I when I raised capital from investors, it was a nightmare. It was super stressful, you know, because then they will call you and they will email you and what is this loss and what what happened there? And it's very, very, very stressful. Um and, and today having this opportunity of managing someone else's money and large money, you know, it's not it's it's good money. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. Um and and what we what we attempt to do, and this is what we do every every, you know, we're coming to work with this mantra in our heads. How can we provide more value to our traders today? Um so you come into the fibers, you will first become part of a community that it's going to be there for you. Um, you know, traders choose to take advantage of that. Other traders, you know, choose not to do that. Um, but it's going to be there. You're going to see a lot of resources available for you. You go in the hub, you will see uh, tools and webinars and and, and courses and all, all kind of uh, resources for you available. And of course, the the accounts, the 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 our evaluation programs, which they have built in the risk parameters we're expecting from our traders to you know to 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 trade by. So instead of going into that process of okay, what risk parameters should I be applying or what's good for me or or, or that we 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 have implemented that into the programs already. So some programs they have you know uh, daily pauses. Okay, if you if you're taking two too much risk in one single day will pause you. You can come back fresh tomorrow, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we have programs with a, with a stop loss requirement. So you will have to place a stop loss, which is a good habit that if you don't have that, you know, that in place as a, as a rule, it's very, it's very hard by yourself um, to apply that. So we will, we'll try to, you know, to, 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 to have in place the risk parameters already for you. And that will be very, very beneficial for you. And of course, the opportunity to scale. You know, when when you grow in your own retail account, you work hard, you grow it, and then you have this dilemma: Do I withdraw my profits or do I scale? Do I grow my account? So we solve that problem already because we're giving the opportunity to withdraw profits and at the same time to scale your account. So you don't have to choose between the two. Um, so, so I, I think that's you, you. You will see a lot, a lot of value and opportunity uh, when you come with us. Right. Very cool, very cool indeed. <clears throat> and the best place to uh, connect with you is just at thefivers.com, right? Yeah, thefivers.com. If you want to reach out, there's you know go to the website. There's help at thefivers.com. That's the email of the company. Okay. Um, and social media, YouTube. Uh, you know, happy to connect okay very good very good well i tell you what i really appreciate you taking the time out of, out of your day for this today uh, especially the, the, considering yeah it's uh, where, where you're at it's like evening for you now uh, <laughs> uh so yeah thank you again for doing it and for everybody that's that's listening today i i applaud you for taking time out of your day to learn and you know develop yourself as a trader uh glad you're here if you you know if if you think prop uh you know prop firm trading uh, funded trading is, you know, might make sense for your goals with your trading and everything. And you like what uh, Saul has to say here, definitely swing by the fibers.com. A link will be down in the, uh, the description down below in the show notes. Um, and go ahead and connect with him. Take a look at what he's got. And if it makes sense, go ahead and take action on what you've heard today. Don't just have this be, you know, a, a podcast where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that was fun. And then you forget about it and, and, and it's just lost. 
go ahead and act on what you've, uh, you know, what you've heard today and take action, you know, so that your trading becomes better. Uh, I mean, cause you're trading for a reason. And, it, you know, if this will help you, uh, you know, if Saul can help you become a more successful trader, then cool, uh, act on it and make it happen. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap things up again, Saul. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day and being here. Uh, appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. And, uh, again, everybody, uh, if you, you know, if you enjoyed this, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you on the next episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Consistent Profits Podcast brought to you by Inside Out Trading. Make sure to swing by InsideOutTrading.com and pick up your free copy of Break the Cycle, 10 Things You Can Do to Stop Reinforcing the Past and Get Your Trading on the Right Track. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on your favorite channel and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.